Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome back, or just welcome. Maybe you've never he- been here before. This is the Isaiah Cooper Podcast. Guys, this episode you're about to listen to is awesome. I'm so pumped and jazzed for you guys to listen to this. Like, while I was doing this, I wasn't expecting um, to get as much out of this episode as I was. Like, this is just such a great episode. We have such an awesome guest, and I had so much fun. And uh, I know you guys are going to have a lot of fun, too. Like, it was just, it was great. It was great to, um, to, to just to fucking, just to be there and start and, and talking with this person. Um, she is a, a very incredible uh, artist, a wonderful social media content creator. She's very inspirational, um, just extremely talented, wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast with the Viner, Miss Kayla Christine. And of course, my good friend, uh, Greg McInnes is going to be there as well. So please enjoy the show. <laughs> I know you fucking will. All right, bye. Hey, welcome. Hey, hey. Everybody, how you doing? Uh, so fabulous to have you all here. We have a we've got a pretty dope guest, a fun guest. It's me and Greg McInnes, as always. Good evening. Yes, and we have an awesome guest, another uh, fun vine um, viner. Let's yeah, let's say it that way. Another fun viner. Somebody who is does a lot of really awesome stuff. I love her style on vine i love how she does it and it's i love watching her vines it's cool it's cool she's cool everybody please thank you yeah kayla christine hi hello hello (laughs) yeah so um we uh how long first of all just right into it how long have you been on vine uh not that long i'm kind of late to the party i started vining december 2015 Okay. Okay. Dang. I never, it's so, it's so interesting that something so large or so kind of monumental in a lot of people's lives, you can, it's like, yeah, December, 2015, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like last year, you know? Yeah. It's like five months ago. (laughs) It's, it's all happened very fast. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Wow. Was it, is it really only since December, 2015? Or wait. You mean 14? Yeah, 14. Either Good way. 14. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, because I, like, I saw you put one on December 15 that said yeah. the first year. Oh I was God. like, wow, yeah. she started that early. For like, your first one. You guys, I'm that good, okay? <laughs> She's the best. She's the no. best there ever was, dog. <laughs> no. Either way, I joined really, really late. Like, to the point where when I was posting my first finds, I was like, nobody's going to see this. Like, everybody's already got all their followers and, like, their favorite viners. Like, I'll just I'll just do this for fun. And I really didn't take it very seriously at all. But I'm glad I started at all, you know, even if it was late. At all, so. ever. I think that's the secret, though, is just to enjoy making something and doing yeah it and not taking it too seriously like i feel like that's the biggest 
the biggest tip I can give anyone is like they jump in and they're immediately like, get me followers. How do, how do I do this? I'm trying to crack the codes and figure it all out. And I'm like, well, if you don't worry about the followers sure, and you yeah, just yeah, like stay true that. to yourself, then you might just get there. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the, the idea of it. But, and, um, yeah, I don't know. See, it gives me a weird feeling thinking about that. <laughs> what, I think I remember seeing some of your first vines. Uh, probably, maybe, maybe about that time, December mm-hmm. 2014. Let me now. I gotta place myself there. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. How, okay, so who introduced? Like, how did not who, but like, how did you find out? How did you find out about Vine at all? Uh, well, I actually downloaded Vine, I want to say something like six months after it was released, and was just trying to figure it all out, and um, would watch it ever so often, the viral stuff, whatever. And then when I ended up having to move home, because I was really sick, I was never like into watching TV or movies very much. And I was so bored in bed that I was like, maybe Vine like will help. So <laughs> I ended up becoming very addicted to it. And I would probably spend at least an hour or two a day just going through like the pop page and then looking at all my favorite people and then like finding the dark sides of fine as well. Uh, but basically I think my first original profile, I had like 5,000 revines. Like I was insane. Like I had all my favorite viners picked out. I looked forward to them. I had them like favorited. It was like my TV show every day. It's what I looked forward to. Dude, that's such an incredible story. (laughs) Cause that's like what, uh, that's what Vine is like, and you were a Vine DJ. I think that's, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I remember when I first started out, there was like a lot of watching and yeah. it does like, it gets so exciting and like, you can just kill so much time. Like again, yeah, you have your favorite Viners and you have so many of them and they all right. can be producing so many, um, different videos and it's just, woo. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like very addicting very quickly. And I never thought about making my own content whatsoever, like at all never even crossed my mind and it was something I could share with my family and friends like before it was even on Facebook and stuff you know I would text the link and it was like a short version of YouTube you know how people describe it and I mainly just saw it as something for funny and that's what it originally started as too you know and so that's kind of why now like when I meet people or viners I should say like I seriously fangirl so hard still shame (laughs) because like I was a reviner quote-unquote for so long that like these were my tv stars they were like people i looked forward to watching and so when they like say hey kayla i'm like oh, okay what you my name like oh. what a, what a yeah, loser totally i mean i'm still in that mindset I don't, I don't i mean i'm okay with it i guess but it's just i'm like do you guys even realize like how many times you made me laugh and almost pee my pants like come on so Dang. yeah that's such a good feeling to it meet, is to, like to meet those people and to like I love it. Like I haven't, I I think I've pretty much only met like two or three people ever from Vine. Oh. So this is your, you're one of them. So it's like really, it's really nice. And I think this is like a fun way to do it too. I get them all totally. on I'm going to sit here and we're going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And by the end of it, we're going to be best friends. Damn straight dog. <laughs> want to be fucking soldiers together. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching again, too much Joey Diaz. All right. So, uh. um, Mr. What was I going to say? Dude. So at one point, Greg, real quick. Yeah. She briefly just came, uh, like brushed down the side of the dark side of vine. Now, I don't know <laughs> what that means to her, 
but to me, I think, did you, did you, okay, when you listened to the, um, the episode with the, um, with, uh, George Clowney and, uh, Amanda, did you hear the part where we talked about Harold? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the dark side. That's the guy that, uh, did the whole thing. My on dick we- is too small. <laughs> yeah, dog. It's just, it's the, yeah. Okay. Do you, um, <laughs> Did you, did that not intrigue you at all to like figure out what was going on there? Well, that was the, I don't think that you explained it as like the dark side. It just sounded like a. It made me think of that guy Fred from YouTube with like the crazy voice. Oh yeah, like slightly spread, spread, right? Spread yeah. Up. So what it is? Okay, so it's this guy. And um, have you ever have you ever do your kids have a Wii? Yes. Okay, so you know the me character. Yes. Okay, so it's just a me character, right? Uh, and it's like this paunchy middle-aged balding dude, right? <laughs> Glasses the whole the whole nine yards. But this me is on like a Nintendo DS kind of thing, and whatever game he's playing, he can base. It seems like he can just basically make whatever scenario he wants, and then have his me say whatever he wants. And it's just the weirdest shit ever. Like there's one where he's got the thing running around a table in like a prison cell and there is what a plate of yeah <laughs> and there's a plate of buffalo wings tied to a string that's tied to its back and it's running around and he has it speaking in like this really high-pitched voice and he's like i want my buffalo wings i want them now or something like that dude yeah. it's it's unpredictable whatever is, is that what you were thinking of when you said kayla the dark side yeah what, what were you thinking uh, <laughs> i've been trying to figure no, that mystery out no she's gonna I say like say... snuff vines <laughs> I would say, like, the dark side, which is – you can't really find it anymore. Like, Vine has really cleaned up their act, which I, I'm really thankful for, you know, like, finding the, the bad stuff. But back in the day, like, even just cruising the popular page, you'd come upon porn. You'd come upon, like, um, videos released from like, – like, police re- released videos of, like, violence and stuff like that. And I would call that, like, the dark side of Vine, stuff that, like, you wouldn't normally want to see, but all of a sudden you're addicted to and then you keep – going deeper and deeper <laughs> until you found yourself in the soot of vine which is just like for instance one day i ended up on a couple channels that had to do with just a bunch of different furries and if you don't know what furries are you can google that but <laughs> like <laughs> don't you worry but it's just like there's there's everything on vine if you dig deep enough i don't do it anymore but i remember i would just be like four in the morning i'd be like where am i what yeah what so path? wait but you think that they've made they've taken steps to move that out or do you think oh, that, that type of absolutely. stuff absolutely well it's just you know since it's gotten bigger they're the vine team themselves is like it there's so many people and some of their jobs are individually just to find porn and inappropriate videos and remove them so and i feel like back in the day the vine team was so small they could hardly keep up with it um but you know ever so often you still find things like that but the vine community itself like the viners will find it and then get their army of followers to report it pretty quickly too so i feel like it's it's quite a safe place nowadays um especially because it's directed towards an audience of such young kids i would hope that it's better and continues to you know um stay safe but i think in certain hours of the day uh you're more likely to find some surprises so (laughs) (laughs) well so (laughs) that's the internet yeah that makes sense to me that that you know porn and like you know that like violent stuff should be off. But now, so now I'm curious what what do you see Vine is uh, intended for? What is the uh, you know? I mean, I know you have a specific reason for it, but I guess right. what do you think Vine 
should be about? What, what are you looking at? What should people be looking for when they come to Vibe? Well, I think it should just be entertainment. Um, and I think when people think of Vine, like you ask anyone on the street, it's just, oh, funny, funny videos or that Jerome Jarr guy, like funny, right? It's just like stupid stuff. And it doesn't make me sad that that's what it's known for, because really, that's what brings the numbers. And that's what people come back for are to laugh. And that's what goes viral and stuff. But I think um, it should just be used for entertainment altogether. And that's like when you go to the homepage, and you see all the channels, like there's everything on there, there's something for everyone. But a lot of people don't know that. Like when I tell people that I vine, which isn't very often, I try and explain to them like, hey, there's a places page. So if you like traveling, there's a cooking page. Like if you like to watch stop motion food and there's art and stuff like that. And so I think they they have the right idea and they're pushing more and more towards having different creators really come out of the woodwork um, and showcase like artists and musicians and stuff like that. So, um, but personally, I think it should just be used for uh, positive entertainment in all sorts of forms. Like, I don't know, like there's people on Vine too that specialize in horror and even though that's not my cup of tea, like, there's people that seriously dig that shit. And I think it's great because it's really an oyster. Just like YouTube, it's like anything goes. And there's always someone out there who's going to watch it. So no matter what it is, you know. That's a, that's a great answer. Yeah, no, there's an ask for every seat. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in it for a year and a half. I wanted to ask you what uh, I see that you are on the precipice of what I think is a, is a pretty big number. It looks like you are closing in on 50,000 followers. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Uh, I've it's found a lot of people. It, it's a lot of people. I like, I remember when I first hit like 12,000 people, I was like, that's literally the amount, the amount of people in my town. Uh, <laughs> what and as it kept growing like I was just like felt like I couldn't take a deep breath I was like how when is this gonna stop and it's just like it's endless like there's no stopping as long as I keep putting out content and I think what like it really hit me when I hit like 30k I was like that's a lot of freaking people and then it was also like that's a lot of people I don't know and um it also kind of put things into perspective of like I got to be careful. Like these, this many people are loyally watching my stuff and it means something to them. And I also need to take more myself more seriously. Like it stopped being, um, so much of a game as like something I was like, Whoa, where could I take this? And so as I'm like bringing on 50 K, I'm like, okay, that's half of a hundred. Like, Holy shit. What? Like <laughs> it's still, it's still really hard for me to grasp. Like every time I hit the next thousand, I'm like, I don't know how I got here because it, it feels like just yesterday I was posting only on Tuesdays for Sexy Hip Tuesdays, dancing in my bedroom, being a <laughs> lunatic, you know, and now it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got here, but I'm really glad that I stuck with it. And, you know, it's I, I don't really plan on stopping. So, yeah, I don't think um, I think that was a big mistake that I made was I stopped for like a long time. Mm -hmm. and uh but i definitely feel like there was a part kind of missing when i wasn't doing it but i feel you like you want to keep giving that same sort of content and i think that's kind of where i was coming from like i don't i felt like i wasn't going to be able to give the same sort of content right. at that juncture. Yeah. i can yeah i mean it, it puts the numbers put pressure on you no matter what people say like 
just stay lighthearted. Don't think about it. You do think about it. And you look at the numbers and you look at the engagement and you're like, wow, people really respond to this. I want to do more of that. And it's like suddenly when I'm filming things or making content, I'm no longer thinking about like, do I like this? It's do they like it? Will they like it? Do you feel like that's that could be dangerous or is that still something you're really? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Because I mean, you've I'm sure you've seen Viners that they peak and then they disappear because the pressure can absolutely cripple you. And a good example is I actually started making videos on YouTube when in 2008. Right. And I was just doing comedy, vlogging, you know, stuff I would never show anyone today. But my following grew pretty quickly <laughs> for back in 2008. I remember I hit like 13,000 followers and I, I shuddered and quit. I was so... Uh, there was Freaked so, you I out. Put, yeah, it freaked me out and it put so much pressure on me and it was so much to keep up with in the comments. Like, And it was very new for the internet back then to have like an audience engagement. You know, it was really wow. the first platform for that. And I watched these other YouTubers keep going and going. And I was like, I can't compare to them. I started comparing myself. I started saying like, oh, this is, I have to do better and better instead of just staying true to myself. And I just quit. I deleted everything and quit. And I regret it still. You deleted so, it. I, yeah, I deleted almost <laughs> every video. And I, wow. when I started vining and my numbers started growing, I made a promise to myself. I was like, okay, like I'm not going to let this pressure collapse my 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 self-esteem and I definitely battle with that ever so often um but I'm trying to remember that like people like me for me and you know not for whatever my anxiety creates in my mind and I think every viner in some way goes through that like that vine didn't do as good as yesterday's or you know something like that and as much as we like to ignore the engagement and the statistics we all pay attention in some form, I think. You know, there's definitely Viners out there that just post whatever they want and they're just going by the seat of their pants. And I just praise them because it seems so fun and so nice. But I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, But I think it's also because I'm trying to potentially build a career from this platform. So I'm not doing it with uh, the mindset that it's a joke. I am trying to take it a little bit more seriously because I would like to be a cinematographer or a videographer, wow. you know, full time. So, well, yeah. you're, I'd hire you. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, some of your vines are just like, I have never been to the Pacific Northwest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had plans to uh, over the summer and then whatever. Um, but like, I want to go so bad. And sometimes I can't even watch your fucking vines because <laughs> that's how much FOMO. Eh? Eh, Greg? Nice. That's, nice work, him. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> uh, I get so much dash garn FOMO from watching your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, screw this. I don't want to see it all through her vine before I even get there. <laughs> yeah. But, well, when you do get here, you have a great tour guide. I'm so pumped. I've Dude. seen him. It gets ugly. He's in the shower in a raincoat with a couple of houseplants. He just turns it on. And he says, I'm so, I love Oregon. I, oh. wish I, was- <laughs> I wish I was in Oregon. I wish I was in Oregon. Yeah. Every do it every Sunday. Mm. So yeah. And what's, that's, that's something that, um, I have really like when Vine went out there, I think everybody, like the people that made it and everything, like they just threw it out into mm-hmm. the world and they were like let's see what's gonna happen right let's yep. see what happens and then um to see it sort of fall down like you know like one of those 
um, pachinko <laughs> things. Is that what it's called? Like pachinko? Where you throw it down, like bounces down all the pegs or something? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So <laughs> they... Uh, Plinko. Plinko. Thanks. There you go. What are you doing? Bingo, <laughs> Plinko. Pachinko. So, That's what you say when you get it. Pachinko. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, I think um, it's just really cool to see. So we have like, you know, all the people that do... Um, like humor like all, of course there's so many dog cooking food all that kind of totally. stuff seeing yeah. people's sorry i'm like really stumbling over my words <laughs> uh i got too got too excited i'm getting too excited um just seeing people's like where they live their way of life and seeing yeah. their positivity um it's really cool like you can see just different parts of the world through different people's eyes and i like that yeah yeah i think that's part that remains super special to me is i've gotten messages from people that are in the middle east egypt things like that that are like i'll never see this in my life so thank you because it's like i've never seen a waterfall or i've never seen the rain like that and it's like for a second i'm like you're you're fucking kidding me right but i have to like take a step back and realize that, yeah, I mean, there's people out there that will never have access to what I have access to. And same goes for me. I get to be in the eyes of people from all over the world. And I think Vine feels more intimate to a lot of people. It feels more live and more um, instantaneous. And so I feel like it can remove a lot of people from the stress in their lives. And um, whether it's a laugh or inspiration or an appetite you get from it, you know, whatever, it's like I said before, there's something for everybody, and it's so easy to get lost in. A lot of people, when like you even bring up Vine, they're like, "Yeah, Vine's dead." Yeah. Like, what do you think that comes from? Um, I think that comes from people that probably started in the beginning and didn't um, evolve with it. So everything, like YouTube and TV, everything changes, everything evolves. Um, whether it's the look of it, the appearance. Um, how it functions, whatever. And there's a lot of people that get butthurt about that. So I guess an example would be like when people started to be able to upload on Vine, people were like, whatever, F it. It's like YouTube now. There's no original content anymore. Like I put so much work into my assistive touch and it's like, hey, I totally value the work you put into your Vine, but look at the doors this just opened up. Right. You know, and so when people say Vine is dead, I think it's people that either A, didn't evolve or only followed people um, that no longer vine. And so they, they get to their newsfeed and they're like, whoa, no one's posting anymore. And so I feel like it could go either way or it's just people that vine and they're, they're getting less and less engagement because they have ghost followers or retired followers and stuff like that. So really it's like, I tell people that when they complain, I'm like, I get it, man. Like you'll peak, you'll plateau. And then it's up to you to evolve and like continue to put out content, um, that goes along with your ever changing audience. Bada bing. Man, <laughs> slams the vine haters. The slam it. them. Slam them. I had vine is vine is not dead. I broke up my vine machine. I plugged it in, charged back up. Watch <laughs> all these old old things that you put up. Vine box twenty two hundred. I had the I had the twenty. The twenty. It was uh Dude, you don't know what December you're December tw- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wanted to ask because you mentioned stats. So I'm curious, and I don't know how much inside baseball you want to get with this, but you said Sometimes you put them up and they don't hit the way you want, you know, and you said, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to look at the stats, but let's face it, these six second videos are put up there for one purpose Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of it. So I'm curious, you, is it, is it somehow based on the number of followers when you're looking at the, uh, the loops, like you have like a number in mind based on that or like how does, uh, you know, everyone's a little 
different. And actually at some Vine meetups, it's interesting to hear different people's thoughts, but there's some people that only pay attention to their followers and that's what they value their Vine um, page on. And there's people that just look at engagement and I'm, I side with the engagement part. I would so much rather have 10 followers and a shit ton of loops and comments and likes, because that to me is like tangible. That's like what's happening right now. Whereas followers, it's like, you never know, like how many are bots, how many are people that don't have the app anymore. And it's like, you'll see people out there that have 500 K followers and get 20 likes. And so to me, it's like, I, I, I personally wouldn't care if Vine took away, um, the option to see how many followers people had. Straight up, because right. also I feel like that would eliminate people vining just for popularity. Mm. Like, are you out there to be true to yourself and to entertain yourself and others? Or are you out there because it's a competition and it makes you feel better about yourself at night? And so I think engagement um, is more important. And, and a lot of the viners that are still really going at it and working hard, engagement's all they really care about too. And, and when they post something and it doesn't do so good, they really sit with themselves and they're like, okay, you know, obviously that didn't, I didn't go over. I'm not going to do that anymore. And they really pay attention to, to their audience. And I mean, after all, your audience is the way they're able to make money. So I think it's important when you pay attention to that side more so than the than the amount of followers you have. Yeah, so no. engage engagement is not just the loops, of course, but you're saying it's the likes and it's the revines mm -hmm. and the comments. Right. Yeah. I think um, loops are really great for people that are looking like ads that are looking to pay you and stuff like that they want to see just how many views you get um likes are really great but for me i really think it's the revines and like combination like the revines is what keeps your content going and going and if if vine has died in any way it's revines a lot of people just no longer revine either they're butthurt because no one revines them or they're too afraid their followers aren't going to like what they revine and 10 people will unfollow them which I think is total bullshit because it's like I would be nowhere without Revine right now and a lot of other people wouldn't either and so like my engagement has dropped off not significantly but a lot because I mean I remember when I would post even just six seven months ago I would get a couple of my friends would just Revine me we would never even have to ask they'd just be like oh I'm gonna help her out and my engagement would be probably double what it is now whereas no one really Revines each other anymore um, or if they do, it's always late at night. So, and I think it's just because they have the thought process of not many people are awake right now, so I won't annoy that many people. And I, I really wish that that would go away because it kind of, when people stop revining, I feel like that gets rid of the community aspect of the whole thing. Like, we're a family here. We're here to bring each other up, not compete with each other. So, Doug. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is such a great podcast. <laughs> Dang, I'm because I'm living what she's what she's like a lot of what she's talking about right now. Like I have like a big inflated number in one way, but my engagement has dropped to like fucking dillywit because mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. Like I said, I felt like I couldn't produce what I was doing before, like the right. whole reason why everyone was there. And then I think a large portion of why I have so many ghost followers is because there I think there's a good reason not a good reason, there's a good um chance that a lot of people were on vine to watch what i was like doing at that time and then mm -hmm. when i stopped doing it they were like well you know i don't really dig anything else going on right now and then they just kind of disappeared yeah so i'm that fuck it man so well, i'm you're getting, not alone in that uh, boat too and and what i realized like in my little slump when i have like 
waves of I don't feel creative, I have to just remember like no matter what content you put out right now, just stay consistent because that's what keeps people faithful to you. Like even if you were posting like your super kick-ass hiking videos, like just letting people know that you're still alive is like, they're like, hey, Isaiah's still here. I'm still going to be there too then, I guess. I mean, that's just my thought, but I think there's a whole nother side of it too. And there's probably like Vine probably knows the statistics of how many people like download Vine, they're engaged for like a couple months and then they delete the app, mm-hmm. you know? So I yeah. think there's a lot about that too that I just don't really know. Dang, this is so inspirational for me right now. <laughs> I can tell you that because like I think it was maybe like a month or two ago and I'm just like I was like I got all like I, I why did I stop doing this like I'm so silly and I'm so dumb but like there's so many aspects of what I want to be doing that I'm trying to like round everything out but to have neglected that for so long like I could have always been doing like I mean there was this time when before I left on the bike trail I just opened up this completely different account and I didn't I think vanilla whatever space vanilla right (laughs) and Uh dude can i tell you about space vanilla (laughs) i remember it very well i would tell greg about space vanilla (laughs) yeah tell me about space vanilla what's space vanilla it was an experiment like i had all this creative juices but i also didn't want to like i was just working and coming home and i was like i want to go back out like you you get off a tidal wave like that and you're like when's the fucking next one dog Mm -hmm. and like you just want to go out and go and not even so much for the the vine aspect but just to fucking like go out and do what i was doing again like i was hiking and i want to go biking i want to go do something different i just want to keep getting Mm -hmm. out there and so but i was like well i'm not going to be making i don't want to make the same i'm not going to have the same content so i want to um but i also kind of want to like experiment and all these kind of ridiculous ways just yeah i wanted uh just to go crazy see what would happen and i don't i think some people i don't know it's just really strange i go back and i look at it now and i'm like this is just this is ridiculous <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous but that's kind of what i wanted it to be just like this mm-hmm. really experimental kind of um i don't know like it was like this i don't know it was weird man <laughs> i couldn't tell you what else let's <laughs> go through my mind um we uh, where are you going? Do people ask you, have you been on a podcast before? Have you done this before? Me? Yeah. No. Have no. you? Well, I've never been on one, but I've done my <laughs> own. <laughs> no, I've no, I've never own. done a podcast ever. Actually, like I've never really done an interview except for when I was on the teal carpet a few weeks ago, I was on a periscope interview and I, I think it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was so nerve wracking. <laughs> really? Can you... <laughs> yeah. Why was it so nerve-wracking? Tell me about Because that. it was live, and I also didn't know it was going to happen. This guy just grabbed me and was like, hey, you're on Periscope. Say hi. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> Dang. Can yeah. you – okay, the teal carpet, this whole thing. This, yeah. Talk, talk, what is this? What is this? How – explain it. Talk okay, to me. Okay, okay. The, sh- so, the shorties? The shorties. Yeah, the shorties. the shorties. My Lord. I'm still dreaming over that. So it's this internet award show – like every platform you can think of all the way to Snapchat and Musical.ly now. Uh, It's a place where the internet can get awards for content creators. And I think it's really a great um, thing because it adds value to what people are doing. It it makes the internet less of a joke because let's be honest, the internet's where it's at these days, no matter how much people want to deny it. And so the shorties started off as kind of just a YouTube blog type thing. And it's just evolved with the internet, adding on Vine, adding on, um, Tumblr, all sorts of stuff. So anyways, this year I woke up 
at like 7.30 to a text from my friend Miel and my friend Jacob Cornwolf, and they were like, congratulations, dude. And I was like, for what? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and then I checked my Twitter, and it, I, got, I was tagged in this photo from Shorty Awards, and it says, you've been nominated for Vine Artist of the Year. And shortly after peeing awesome. my pants and sobbing for a minute, got myself together, and I was like, what? Like, how? How? It, I just kept saying how, and I was just texting everyone. I was like, I don't get it. How did I get nominated? And they're like, someone noticed you. You know, someone thinks your stuff's cool. And I was like, what do I do now? I just don't, I didn't know what to do with my hands. Didn't really <laughs> understand the shorties that much myself either. I knew they were the thing, but Put didn't know how much of a thing. Yeah. So like when you went there, what was like step by step? Like what was the next step after the, like you've been nominated? So now what? So it, I was in, uh, my pool was 12 Vine artists. And for the next six weeks, you were to get votes um, for yourself and then you would be cut to six finalists. So I was promoting the shit out of myself, and, like, shamelessly, I was like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance, potentially. You I'm so honored. So I was, you know, sharing it on Snapchat, Instagram, the whole shaboogle, and I woke up six weeks later, and I was tagged in another photo saying I was a finalist, and I was so surprised because I was up against people like Big Fish, and I still felt like such an underdog and I was just blown away because art's so broad too. So there's the people that are doing special effects. There's the people that are doing stop motion. There's the people that are drawing, painting, and then there's me. And still, it's really hard to categorize what I do. A lot of people are like, Kayla just does Kayla. And so I was like, just so honored. And I got an email saying you're invited. Um, here's your itinerary, teal carpet, photos, all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So anyways, bought my plane ticket. And um, I was so excited because I was going to reunite with some viners I had met a year before, exactly a year before in New York. And then also meet these people, like these huge vine stars that I just like went gaga over. <laughs> and potentially take home an award. I mean, I was just... And still am just so taken aback. I was like, what? Like, I started posting these silly little videos, and now this is a possibility. So it was so fun. The teal carpet was inside this great building, and you, I had to have my picture taken with a little whiteboard that said my name. And I was like, I had to go right after Miss, Miss USA, which was, you know, no pressure or anything. Jeez. But, like, I just did one pose and smiled and got the fuck out of there. And then... Um, it was really great because so many of my friends were there and I felt so comfortable and the finalists all had to sit in the front three rows. And so I'm just looking to my left and to my right down this row of like people that I used to just idolize. And then I realized I was like, you're one of them. Like you're sitting with these people equal to them. And I need, it was kind of this epiphany or revelation of like, stop selling yourself short because I just put so much pressure on myself that, I, I'm, I'm a joke or what I do is a joke. And I was like, okay, you're here for a reason. And um, they did Vine Artist pretty quickly in the ceremony. And I didn't win, but I was still like in tears a lot during the whole night, just in shock that I was even, even there, you know, like the award itself was the experience. Um, and I got to meet so many people like Big Cat Derek and Just Rain and like <laughs> these people I really, really look up to. And the after party was so fancy. And it was just like every five minutes I felt like I was having moments of is this real life? <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I came home with like uh, a boost in self-esteem of, hey, keep going. Like, it, it means something to someone. And um, the people that put together the shorties are all so, so kind. And who, like who, you said they, these are the people that started with the, the YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, so I think they, the original creator, I forget his name, but the founder of the shorties, I met him at the Vine party, actually, and he kind of told me the background that it was just started as just a little thing to recognize YouTubers and other internet fame, and he just, you know, grew his own team to where he has producers, senior producers, and they run a Snapchat so- show every week, and um, they did a brunch for us the day before, or two days before the awards, and so um, it was really great to just, like, meet them and see that they were real people and that they really cared about this, and so it really was so well put together it felt very official the did musical they, performance yeah did they like fly you out there and everything no they didn't oh. and I, I didn't expect them to because there's so many finalists i mean think about how many finalists but i do believe one big plane dog what do you want i know yeah <laughs> i believe they, they there was definitely some people they invited some big influencers and paid for them and, and i get it i mean it's when it comes down to it it's all business Oh, yeah. And so um, I I was like $400 for a plane ticket to meet all these people and have the time of my life. Don't even have to ask twice. Um, yeah. it, but everything else was on the house. So that's really? great. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. Was, the, uh, was it in LA? Is that where it was? No, it was in New York, Manhattan. Oh, it was in New York. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at the website right now. She's got like, she's got a nice little, you know, she's right in there listed as one of, this is the, was this the seventh Shorty Awards? The eighth. The eighth, all right. Mm-hmm. Do last year. No, that's that is totally cool. I mean, not a lot of people are going to be able to put that on their resume. And as you're building to uh, the next thing, you got to be psyched about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I'm still just like, okay, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How, how long? How long ago was this? This was oh, it was April. Dang. Yeah, it was in, in April. It it just happened. And as I was there, I got to go to Vine headquarters and Twitter headquarters. Can you and like, t- tell me about that. What's it look like on the inside? Oh, you know, it's like <laughs> you have to go through like three levels of surveillance and then put on this suit. No, it's Dang. actually like it's really it's really quite incognito the building itself. Um, but it's so beautiful. I mean, it's just like this beautiful cafeteria, this great cafe. The offices are great. And then the entire Vine staff that was there was just as nice as you would ever expect them to be. And so welcoming and like encouraging. And they all knew my name, which was just, you know, so mind blowing. And Kayla, the we've been like expecting so... you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> you know, awesome. but, uh, yeah, it was, it was very surreal. Um, but at the same time, it was like it gave me a sense of ownership and like I like I cared for them even more after leaving that day. Because it's like I got to hug all those people and I was like, you care about me and I care about you. And this is a real thing. And it's like you don't get that a lot in the internet. Internet, Like I don't know how many people have met Mr. YouTube and how many times Mr. YouTube brings them over to YouTube to have lunch. But Vine does that all the time. And I love that about them. They keep it really, really intimate and they really care about their content creators. So Dang, yeah, why don't you come over and have some lunch? Yeah, God, I want to go to the YouTube layer too, <laughs> yeah. and the Vine House. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's called, yes, it's called Vine, Vine Castle. Vine Castle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, man. Oh man, one day I'm gonna see the Vine Castle, and I'm yes, gonna I'm, I'm gonna sign the wall like everyone else does. Is there a wall <laughs> that you sign? 
I didn't see one, but there probably is. I'm going to start a fucking wall to sign. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to get in there. Isaiah, what are you doing? I'm signing the wall, dog. It's a new thing. It says the 8th Annual Shorty Awards were held April 11, 2016 in NYC and can be streamed on YouTube or over 11,000 individual vines. Yeah, it was live streamed. That's cool. So it has to be. Was, it's the shortage. Yeah, yeah, my mom was texting. I didn't know the camera was on us, but apparently it was on us a lot. And she was like, are you tired? You keep yawning. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, cross your legs. Don't yawn. Don't pick your nose. And I like whispered down my row like, hey, guys, the camera keeps cutting to us. And so, <laughs> you know, we were we were well behaved. Nice. Not that we're not normally, but Viners get kind of out of control when we're in a group. So, yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Again, I've met I've met nobody. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, I've only been to like three Vine meetups, but it's just out of control. I mean, to see people uh, without, like not in a phone, it's great because you're, you get to see who they really are and people you think you would get along with, you don't maybe click with as well. And then people you're so surprised that you click with. It's really cool. But all together, it's like everyone is just so loving and supportive it's like one giant group hug the whole time. Sometimes it's a drunken oh. group hug. But either way, it's like everyone's just so happy at all times to be together. Dang. So. I want to be happy. Yeah. Who? Um, it's for not like, for everyone, Isaiah. <laughs> I know. I know. It takes it takes a lot. <laughs> what, um, like your favorite kind of like uh, uh, com- comedic, comedic viner? Oh, gosh. Um, well, if we were to go back to, like, the day, the back in the day of Vine, I probably only followed 20 or 30 people. And when I, when I think back to, like, the core, it would probably be Woodsy was definitely, like, one of my OG favorite mm-hmm. family-friendly comedians. Yeah. Um, Jeff Cyrus was probably my favorite Viner of all time still remains to this day because he, I just think he's so talented in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just rain is definitely up there because I can go through his vines no matter how many times I've seen them. I just am rolling over crying. <laughs> What's his name? And just rain J U S R E I G N. I believe he's Canadian and he's just like flamboyantly funny. I mean, I just dig the dude, but, um, for female comedy viners, I think Postitute and Meal Monster take the cake, and they're also just. I'm a I'm a big Postitute fan too. She's dope. Yeah, I mean, and they're just such sweet, sweet, sweet girls. And it's like I could name off so many people, but I, um, and to know that I've met them all too is pretty crazy. But oh, dog, just rain. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Takes you a minute, but no, he's so good, and he's I'm super like, nice too. Dude, one time. I, I just remember I what the fuck why am I not following him? I just remember following him and looking at his stuff and just being like so inspired slash discouraged about everything I do with my life <laughs> and it's just like yeah dog his shit is just so on point and it's so funny yeah, Hands it down. really you're, is. Yeah, you're right. God, him dang. and Waleed both just like no matter what they do is so good. Yeah, god dang. Yeah, Funny Courtney people. Miller is another one of my favorite comedy viners, but she's more on the YouTube party now because she joined Smosh, which is so amazing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. God, yeah. 
Have you thought about, do, do you, have you started doing, you've started doing YouTube again? Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't really do it consistently. Um, I, I, it's just too much to handle to try and do that many platforms, you know, consistently. But this summer when I was traveling, I wanted a place to put um, long format videos. And so I created a YouTube channel based off my company's name, Earth Habit. And I was basically just posting vlogs for camping. And um, wow. That's yeah, really different. Cool. Can yeah, you tell me? Can you tell me about your company, Earth Habit? Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> the name Earth Habit is kind of like the motto itself. It's Make Earth Your Habit, and it kind of started um, last year. I was this time actually. I was thinking like, how could I like make what I'm doing a career? Like, because people are like, more travel, more make more videos, go bigger places, go to Iceland, go to all these things, and I'm like, how? Like, how do I? how do I do this? And people were writing in so many inspirational things about how I helped them. And I'm writing them back saying like, Oh my gosh, you helped me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're what keeps me going. And so I started this earth habit thing as just like a way to launch my content, um, and make it more serious or take it more seriously, I guess, like, uh, a portfolio of sorts. And so I created a website and basically, I just wanted to inspire people to seek nature or the outdoors, even if it means like walking to your mailbox, walking to work, going camping or on a road trip um, as therapy for whatever it is, whether it's, you know, mental or physical disabilities, we all have our things. And so um, I found with my Crohn's disease that when I was outside or alone or in solitude or with friends in nature, I was so much better off mentally and spiritually and so I wanted to really like find a way to shout that loudly because my vines are so like um open to interpretation it's kind of like whatever you think it is I'm okay with so I wanted um a place I could make my message more um pronounced and like this is what I'm trying to do y'all but I really have, I still don't know exactly what I want it to become. Um, I started making jewelry and the jewelry that I made funded my um, gas and helped me pay bills last summer while I was camping and filming and doing all this stuff. And eventually I'd like to turn it into like a full shop where I sell like camping gear and clothes and, and things like that. But I'm taking it nice and slow because it's a, it's a learning process for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So like, how does the website, so it's just a place for people to go and they can look at this website and just be like, Hey man, I need to quit sitting around. I need to sit and look at this website somewhere else, like outside and just yeah, like get I outside guess. and do some stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. So like the homepage is just like my short story of like why nature helped me and what I'm trying to do and people can take it however they need it, whether it's just like inspiration for their day to like get through work or it's like, Hey, I am going to stop um, these unhealthy habits and take up something that's better for me. You know, it's, I really want it to be open-ended, um, for people, but I try and remain transparent and like tell people like, it's not easy, but a lifestyle change is what truly changed my life and saved my life. And you can do it too, no matter your circumstance. Like people always make up excuses of why their life can't be better or why they can't be healthier because this and that, or this and that, or, or the money or lack thereof. And it's just like, I, I'm sick of hearing excuses. Yeah, dog, you can and do anything. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I used to be one of those people that was like, the world's out to get me. The world owes me everything. I'm so fed up with these circumstances I have. I'm so unlucky. I didn't ask for this disease, blah, blah, blah. 
And it was just amazing that once I changed my attitude, my outlook, my perspective and made small, subtle changes, it's like the universe just laid this path out in front of me and said, here you go. You found the key and enjoy your dreams now. And so not to make it sound like it was super easy to do. I mean, I'm still figuring it out every day, but I was like, okay, if I've figured out a little something, I want to share that. And if I have this audience, like, why not use that, you know, as my launching pad to, um, inspire people because the internet is like such a, you can find so much negative stuff on the internet and so much racist stuff. And, and so if I can be any contradiction to that, I'd I'd like to maintain that. Yeah, man. The the internet is definitely a place of polarization. Like the, you're going to find the extreme in any direction and not just the internet, you know, on your laptop, I guess it's all the, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all the same internet. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's so insane. We have this very sort of reactive movement to technology and to where things are going. So like the more, right. it's almost like the more, um, social media apps or ways we have to connect through something like vine or a website that's telling you like the inspiration for me to go outside comes from like the furthest thing from the outside. It comes from a space that doesn't even exist. You know, it's like, right. Right. And I've actually gotten hate for that, which uh, that's the irony of it. Like who cares what the inspiration is? You know? Yeah. People are like, you're posting, like I posted a vine for instance, a while ago of me in a kayak and it says, set your phone down and go outside. Something like that. I can't remember exactly. And I swear to you, 20 or 30 comments are like, but you fucking posted this on your phone. And, you know, I got pretty (laughs) heated up about it because I was like, where are you seeing this? Yeah, they're all on your phone. Where are you seeing this? You're on your phone too. So I'm literally using this platform that we're all sucked into to give you a little bit of a reminder. And Mm -hmm. yes, me, myself, I live on a phone. My job is the internet, but there's balance. And I think that's what I'm trying to constantly remind myself and other people of is like, remember the quote, real world and the virtual world and find a balance in between. Yeah, like the internet is this world that we're creating and it's a tool and Mm -hmm. this tool can either subdue you or you can subdue it. Like, use a tool how a tool should be used. And yeah, people don't realize it's under their control, if but it can get out of control quickly. It is because, and it can get out of control quickly because it's just so dangerous. Because everything that's produced on the internet is meant to keep you on the internet. Like, absolutely, everybody is. You know, you get a lot of people in one place, and mm-hmm. the people that got you there want to keep you there because they're selling something. And because mm-hmm. that, you know, you got all these people in one place. Now what? Let's take their money. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right. everything on the Internet, you have people. It's so ridiculous. Every time I hear a news story, that's like, hey, you think the new generation's addicted to their phones? It's like, dude, no shit. It's worse than crack because crack is just something that like or cocaine is something that just like grew on a leaf and we took it out of the leaf. <laughs> right. And it just so happens to get us fucked up. This shit is designed by us to keep us there. Like. Right. People sit there and they analyze every fucking number and they look at every tick and they're like, all right, well, let's, let's see what happens when we do this. Two more ticks, good, keep it, ship mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like yep. every single aspect of that cell phone that you have is made to keep you on that cell phone. Like, right. Because that's how the money's made, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it takes a bit of um, a bit of an awareness about that to really then take your life and use it like a tool. Like a lot of people, I've heard so many people tell me that, you know, um, I just wanted to get a picture of something. So I had to go outside 
and like that's how it started they're like yeah it does it did kind of start superficially just to get that picture to put it online but you keep mm-hmm. doing that enough and who cares what the inspiration for it was now that person's just outside and they they realize the fucking benefits of it and they're outside all the goddamn time i couldn't agree more i mean that brings me to like instagram so many people like these big famous instagrammers are like they're so superficial they go and set up a tent take a photo and leave i'm like okay that is totally the case. I've seen it done myself. <laughs> like, all right. But, <laughs> but they, they, they are adventuring. They are going outside. And they found this great hobby. And then in turn, they're inspiring people. And I'm like, what is the danger in that? There's no That's one. using the internet as a healthy tool. A hater's going to hate, dog. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, you know what's easier than doing that? Because you know what's easier than getting and going outside and, and setting up a tent? It's just being like, you just set that up and just sending that comment. You just set that up and took it down. And you're like, ah, yep. something was yep. done. And then you hit send. And you're like, people will see that. And then you turn your phone off <laughs> and you're good. Like, that's, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. No, I don't think they turn their phone off. I think it's the no, same. They just go to the next. Popular. They go to the next Instagram. Exactly. They just sit there and go, well, that sucks. That's, what about that? You suck too. Yep. Yep. I feel like, I feel like the, honestly, not to get off onto a tangent, but. Like 99.9% of the negative comments, I feel, are like between 12 to 16-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, that when you look at YouTube, you can look at the comments, and sometimes it's just humorous how, how it can go from negative to like just ridiculously negative. That's not people. That's like a 12-year-old that just got on the internet, and he's mm-hmm. unsupervised for an hour, and he's just going hog wild. You mean nobody will know I ever said this? No, yeah, exactly. son. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. I think you're absolutely right. And I love that the way you explained it. You're like, I love like how it goes from negative to really negative. <laughs> Cause it's just so easy. Cause in face, like, okay, I think it's, what if it's like a bit of like a buildup kind of thing, you know, in your everyday life, the average person isn't just going to walk up to you and be like, you suck. <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> fake gay fake, gay and then just like trot off like la la like <laughs> you know what i mean well, or you know it's like the, it's like we were talking about traffic when you're driving there's no one that really sucks at driving it's every one of us when we have our like 10 second laps where you do look down to change the station you slow down everyone gets pissed and they say that guy sucks driving. there's no one that's just driving you know 10 miles like a total idiot or there's a very small percentage of them but everyone's one or two seconds when they get pissed goes mm-hmm. on the internet and stays there forever mm-hmm. and just congeals and collects other negativity. Right. Yeah. And some people, it's like their job. Like they love it. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I don't even know if they, they realize they love it, but it's like all they're doing. You know? See, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the 12 year olds that are unsupervised. Yeah. I really think that I can't imagine there's that many adult people that are just that that get off on just being negative in like a million they exist but i mean yeah it's it is normally teenagers people that are looking to get a rise a reaction because it's a validation you know it's attention you know so how do you how do you deal with haters like people who send you any kind of hate stuff like what's your what's your mind what do you got to you know i don't i'm so thankful that i don't have a lot and i think it's because my content i don't open myself up to a lot of that you know, there's not a lot that people can really say, but I definitely get a lot of like stupid hippie or like <laughs> low blows. You know, you know, it's just yeah, dumb stuff. I wrote it before like, we talked. I know you're a lot better now. That yeah, or like or like people that are like, I don't have enough money to travel or must be nice. You know, people that are pity parties. Yep. And I'm a lot of people think it's a waste of time, but if someone says something that 
I feel entitled to say something back, I always kill them with kindness. And so if it's someone's like, I don't have enough money, I'll reply with like, I sell $5 necklaces to buy a tank of gas. Like I'm not rich. Right. Or I'll just reply and say, thanks winky face and be super sarcastic and they immediately are like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i didn't actually know that you were reading this i didn't mean it right it's really a validation of attention like it's they just want to i don't know who knows what they really want because i've never been in the, the shoes of just wanting to ruin someone's day but <laughs> you should put them on I, pretty comfortable <laughs> I, I deal with hate pretty good because i just try and ignore it as best i can um but if it's ever become like too much on one vine, like that one of me on the kayak or this one where I wasn't wearing too many clothes, it's like I definitely will sit there quietly for a couple hours and like twiddle my thumbs and be like, dang. But I, I no. try not to, I try to remember like I'm creating from my heart and like whenever I put something out there that might be risque or, or um, confusing to other people, like as long as it makes sense to me, I try and just ignore the rest. So. And that's art for you. <laughs> that's art for you. Exactly. Like everybody's not going to love 100% of everything you do. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they probably are a stalker. So. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's was, a bumper sticker right there. It's a bumper sticker. It's a long one, but it's a bumper sticker. So mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, like whenever I got, I, again, there wasn't just because of the nature of what I was doing, I didn't get a lot of uh, hate. But some of, <laughs> um, like if I did ever get anything, so many times it was just hilarity ensued like i didn't i didn't comment or do anything back but i got off on whatever hate shit and like the the worse it was the the because the more thought <laughs> they put into it the better yeah. it was for me like i was so i would gather all my friends around that i was with at the time and i'd be like guys check this shit out right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was just a great old it was a great old time we laughed about it really hard i think That's i remember awesome. Um, one of the very first hate mail, like not hate mail things, but like one of the very first hate things I ever got was a comment on, on a vine and it just said, uh, why the long face? And I laughed so long <laughs> and so hard because it's just so fucking simple. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I was like this motherfucker. I was laughing so hard. I was like, you got me. Right. Cause I'm t- like, there were a good amount of comments before that one. And I mm-hmm. love like there's something so beautiful about that little just two, three yeah. word thing and no mm-hmm. one's thought of it yet. And it's just been hanging out there and no one's fucking grabbed it. And this kid's just like, why the long face? Yeah. We fucking died. I loved it. I loved That's it. Good. I should have messaged yeah. him. <laughs> I've definitely had a few comments too where I just laugh out of its ridiculousness. There's there's a few people that'll comment on my tattoos and things like that too or or I get the white girl comments a lot. Things white like girl. That. Just silly Most, white girl doing white girl shit. Sounds like. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like a lot of my audience is definitely younger girls or the most engaged um, I get are teenage girls and I get a lot of body positivity comments or just like I aspire to be you things and it's like that's what keeps me going um, because when I was little or that age I would have loved to have an idol that wasn't like um, celebrity TV stuff something that felt more real and like more relatable I guess and I hello oh no do we lose her? We lost her. I hope she doesn't. Sorry, realize. I'm okay. here. Okay. Where'd I, leave, where'd I leave off? Um, golly, you were just talking about role models and how oh. you wish. Well, that, I think yeah. 
I think it's because I, I'm relatable to that age group because I'm transparent with my struggles. I'm not like, Hey, I'm perfect. I have everything figured out. It's like, Hey, I actually have a shit storm to deal with. I'm not that healthy. Uh, but I still keep going. Right. And I think, I think that's why it's for some reason I've been able to take off the way I have is because I don't put on this, this face of, or I don't hide my struggles. I don't, I'm not embarrassed about them. And so when these young, um, people are like, uh-oh. Sorry, someone keeps calling me, so it keeps putting our, our call on hold. Mm-mm. But anyways, that's I just feel like um, I don't even know what the, the question was now. But I think my content is relatable because I keep it real is what I've heard. Keeping it real, dog. And, I'm, and I try, and I, I have to watch myself. But Yeah, I mean, you want to be – I think I like the way you were kind of explaining it earlier. It made me think of just be the – be the idol that you want that you want to be or that that you wanted like the person yeah that i wish i had yeah like the person you that you wish was there to look up to that was just everything like man yeah then like uh just be this is again i gotta say this again this is so much i'm i'm taking notes on this shit (laughs) i'm like yeah (laughs) she's right dog i gotta be true to myself man (laughs) hell yeah that's so cool um what other like what kind what uh, greg real quick you got anything yeah so i see that um i felt it (laughs) i I see that you know obviously you're big on vine and there are other like as someone that is a content producer in social media what i I could see that you're on instagram with earth habit are you on instagram with other accounts or is that not a big thing for you instagram um actually it is i have my main account which is at little organ and uh, that one's kind of a thing in itself. I'd like to think a lot of the followers come from Vine, but, um, I really think it's, it's, it's a thing in itself where I started just, um, sharing some photography that was either taken of me or taken by me, um, and putting like some of my journals as the caption. So another platform where I was very transparent and, um, uh, that's opened up plat- platforms in itself, um, collaborations and some traveling opportunities. Um, but I try to keep the same message there of like, hey, I have problems, but I still try and pursue a wonderful life kind of thing. Um, and then I have like my side account where I just post whatever the hell I want. So I have a lot, but I try <laughs> I try to mainly focus on, you know, Vine and uh, my main Instagram page. It's interesting. So I'm looking at your Insta page right now, and it's such a different medium. You get in Vine, you get the six seconds mm-hmm. to make it happen visually, but there's not necessarily a whole lot of, uh, you know, writing that you can do. Right. I suppose you can put stuff in the comments, whereas Insta, you get the one picture, and then I see you get pretty involved with some of the comments. So it's an entirely yeah. different way to hit your uh, Absolutely. Your I mean... Yeah, it's, it's such a different form of expression for me. Um, I'd say Instagram is where I keep it even more real. It's where I really like spill a lot of my thoughts or if I'm really struggling, I share it there. Whereas Vine is kind of euphoric for me. It's, it's uh, almost like a vision board for me. Um, like my, I try and create visions and um, put them to music and video type thing. Whereas Instagram is truly like a photo of something I really did and words of what I did that day kind of thing. So... No, I like it. I see that. Uh, I see you on the teal carpet there, right, mm. right from 
not too far back. They kind of messed with the date on Instagram recently. Oh, there we go, middle of April. Um, what, so, so Instagram, Vine. What are the other platforms that you're you're obviously someone that is on the cusp of social media? Like, what what is you you? Not that Vine is dying, but what is what is the next step? What are the next social media outlets, or what are the other ones that you use in concert with uh, Vine and Instagram? Um, I think Vine is definitely my bugaboo and I'd really like to stick it out as long as Vine is around and, and continue to evolve with them. But, um, this time last year I was actually very much involved with Snapchat. Um, and that was kind of an accident in itself. Whereas I just started advertising my Snapchat on Vine, got quite a few followers and that's where I was just like, I was ranting or like, um, spilling my favorite quotes or sharing playlists. I was really just like, showing people my day. And then like when I had to get, um, a couple different procedures done, I took my Snapchat followers with me. I mean, through the tears and the blood and the pain, I was broadcasting that on Snapchat and I thought it was such a wonderful thing. And the response I got was so incredible. And I ended up opening up a, a PO box where Snapchatters were writing me from all over the world. But, um, wow. Yeah, um, I've really calmed down on that, and mainly because Snapchat started to suck me dry. I mean, it was like, Snapchat's not the most stable platform. Everything disappears in 24 hours. It's like I felt like these great things that I was putting a lot of time in to creating, you know, was only there for such a little amount of time. And also, like, the, the mass amount of responses became a job in itself to get back to. And it wasn't that I didn't love hearing from people and responding, but I literally would lose five hours of my day just to Snapchat. And <sighs> I tried to catch myself pretty quickly and be like, okay, this isn't going to work. And um, even though I still snap here and there, it's just, I mean, snap is a black hole. Like you can get lost in there for so long. And um, I... I, it doesn't feel as personal to me as Vine and Instagram for some reason, but I think if I were to start putting more energy into a, a different platform, I would definitely be into going back into YouTube, um, mainly because I like longer format options. It's definitely more of a challenge because it's, it's longer than six seconds. I have um, different camera opportunities, and I feel like it's a place where I haven't established one type of video like art or whatever so I could kind of just express myself freely there so I definitely have plans to like create vlogs again and music videos and different reels of, of video work I'm doing on the side I tried blogging but it's just yeah typing Ugh. yeah it's so I, dark <laughs> I'll share what is this journal. 1989 yeah I'll share my journals ever so often but to sit down and just type it. Not a lot of people that I know personally read blogs anymore. I have one on my website. I don't update it very often, but I'm actually in the middle of writing a book. So like whenever I, I write some of that, like I'll share it on Instagram, but I don't really have like a, a blog. A book you say. Yeah. <laughs> so what's this, is this your first uh, go at, at a book? Yeah. Um, so when I started traveling last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be so easy. I'm just going to go travel. I'm going to write it and I'm going to publish it and it's going to be so fun. Dude, oh my it. gosh. That's all it takes. No, so it's, it's not. Step three no. profit. It's that simple. Oh my gosh. You know? Step three I, profit. <laughs> I, I definitely bit off. I don't want to say more than I can chew, but a lot more than I was expecting. 
mainly because it's like a book doesn't just happen overnight. Like, even though I, I had this amazing experience and I have a lot to say, I can't just sit there and let it flow out of me like by force. And so it's one of those things that it's just, it's, I'm letting it happen organically and it'll be about a year since I announced it in um, June. And I'm, I was so hard on myself for so long. Like so many people are going to be disappointed, but really it's like, it's happening the way it's supposed to. And um, it's going to fall together and I'm really excited about it still, but um, it's like most things in life. If you force it, it's not going to be very good. <laughs> mm, gotta so, go with the flow baby and that's it yeah exactly and it's like it was hard because I thought this journey was gonna like end and that would be the end of the book when really my journey just began and I'm still on it so I'm really trying to piece together like how do I end this book because it's really not the end Mm-mm. so yeah, yeah don't end it don't ever end it it'll be the yeah. longest book ever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it'll be great I think what it's gonna end up being is like a picture book actually Rather than like writing a big novel, I think I'm just going to have it be kind of like an interactive journal with photos along the way. That would be so. really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, trying to, um, I've I've sat down a number of times and just started like writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got back from the bike thing, that was my my first step. I was like, I'm going to write, and mm-hmm. then I'm just going to write down everything that happened, and then that, and then we'll see what happened. And I start writing, and I'm like, it was just, I couldn't do it. Like, as mm-hmm. I would start typing, I would be like, this sucks. Like, not not the typing part, but I would look at what I just wrote, and I'd be like, It didn't need, feel right. It didn't feel right. I need, like, nine million different more details. I was like, it didn't yeah. happen that way. It just never yeah. came out the way I wanted it. To people that can do it every day, I salute them. But it's like, I'll just have these moments of, oh, my gosh, it has to come out, and I'll type for 45 minutes, and I'm like, what a masterpiece. But if I have, if I have a day where I'm like I'm gonna write today, it's not gonna happen that day because I'm forcing it because I'm putting pressure on myself. So really, it's like I have to let it boil and, and stew and, and come out when it's ready. It's like hatching a little baby egg. Yeah, that's right. Baby egg of words. I feel you. That's how I was um, with Vine and and everything else, all other kind of things. You know, just mm-hmm. like you feel it coming up and you see it. You just gotta relax. Just take yeah. it easy. It'll come yeah. to you. But that's take the um, pressure off. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I've never been able to sit down anywhere for anything and be like, all right, time to make a vine. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to make a vine. And I don't, I know there are people that do it and I don't know how they do it. It's the same with like, yeah, I don't know. But that's why I started doing this like podcast because I had, you know, it's so, I like conversation and talking is like. Well, and it's so organic. I mean, you really can't plan a podcast. I mean, maybe, but it'd be pretty lame. Yeah, they 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 advise that you do, <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. like when you're like how to podcast to like first of all make a bunch of episodes, don't post them to anyone, because you're gonna suck. And it's just like <laughs> you know they tell you to write it out, read a script, do all this stuff. But I'm like I just like to fucking talk, and I like to tell stories, and that's why I do what I do, uh-huh. is because you know I grew up with family around telling all these great stories and funny stories and experiences and stuff, and so um, that's what it, you know that's all it is is just like talking and telling. I can't write. I gotta sit. I just gotta let it come and go and just disappear into the fucking wind. That's what I like. Like a beautiful little birdie. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> How poetic that? of you. How poetic of I. The little birdie, Isaiah. There's there's so many of these mediums. So YouTube, it sounds like, is something that you're gonna delve back into the long form. Right, of, yeah. The, the book, obviously, is. Uh, really long form and it's oh, going to take a while. It's and archaic. Then it's, 
Well, you know, I always said though, I honestly, I'm like old school. I still haven't really even moved over to like the e-reader. I still like a book in my hand mm-hmm. because if you think about it, all these other forms that we're talking about, they're just different ways of expressing things. You can things. You can get a lot out of a six-second video. You can get mm-hmm. a lot out of a, a picture. You know, some people are writers, some people are painters, whatever. But when you put a book together, the amount of focus and effort that goes into that, you just it's a different final product. Right. And it's, I think it's an important one that, that still needs to be out there. I'm sure at some point it'll all be on you know electronic, on e-readers and whatnot. But Yeah, and I've never considered myself a writer, so I still am like, what am I doing? Because I was never a diary girl. I was never a blogger. But I feel like my story is something that I really need to document for my sake as well because I get so caught up in... Um, my troubles that I think looking, being able to look back and show my family these things that I've accomplished and um, my fight and stuff like that is is important to me alone. Even if I'm the only one that ever reads it, I feel like it's something that um, it will be healthy um, in the long run as well. So. Oh yeah, like I couldn't imagine how you would feel putting like the final period at the end of a book that you wrote, being like boop, and just being like that's it, just did that. Mm-hmm. like i couldn't like i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine greg <laughs> greg i think every human in the course of like history has sat down at one point and they're like i'm writing a book now and totally. then the next day they weren't writing a fucking book you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> greg how many times you try to write a book a, a book i don't you know i mean i actually was a writer in college but uh not a book you know Never but I, I i'm one of those guys definitely i always have a couple of uh you know, half-started uh, ideas for novels, but I don't think I ever got to the point where I would say I was writing a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'd just, love to, though, definitely. Yeah. Hey, man, you always got time to write a book. That's the... And always, I always kind of change the direction, snap it off to a uh, penthouse forum letter, <laughs> then I get closure on that particular project. That's how that's, I operate. Or he turns it into a, a funny stand-up bit. That, that has happened only a couple of times. Let me tell you something. Greg's a pretty funny comedian. You know, listening to you guys talk about how uh, I, I was totally thinking about that when um, when you were saying you're really going to be into it. If you're not into it and you're not feeling it, nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what has happened to me so far in 2016 with stand-up. If you're not, uh, you know, totally behind it, don't even – you got to get that back. I don't want to say don't even do it. I guess fake it till you make it is a, a certain important aspect too. But I think being able to find a way – uh, find a motive, motivation, inspiration for motivation, I think, mm-hmm. is key, is so key. Yep. And, like, having little things all around you to help keep you motivated and inspired. Um, like, things that you maybe – I have a back – like, the background on my laptop is just this ma- – it, it pulls from this massive, um, like, folder of pictures that I'm continually adding to it as I find them. And – Seeing that shit, like, I'll just turn on my computer and I'll be about to do nothing. And I see, like, some beautiful shot of somewhere in, like, Chile. And I'm like, well, I'm not sitting on this thing right now. And I just close it and then I go outside. Like, it's having those little things that you set up for yourself to keep you going and different. And that's why this earth habit thing, that's some dope shit, dog. (laughs) 
things, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's something, and I'm gonna keep it brewing. So yeah, and I think you're doing such a a brilliant. You're going about it brilliantly, and that is not trying to solidify it before it is solidified like just let it go it's its own it's like a child you if as soon as you start to take a child and force it in one direction that kid's gonna be like fuck you mom and mm-hmm. go, <laughs> and go yeah. the other way <laughs> totally i've definitely run into like on tinder people will be like so tell me about earth habit i'm like i can't i can't dog Won't you, not just, yet just be about it yeah i'm like you know what make earth your habit and whatever that is for you but it's a shop it's a blog it's a book it's a lifestyle <laughs> there it, it is the program. <laughs> I love you know that. It, yeah it's that like, should be that banner on the website <laughs> whatever it is it has to be have that like real kind yeah. of sarcastic thing. well it was really cool too is like when i first started selling the jewelry i made one bracelet and it was like a, a gender neutral bracelet leather and like this metal plate and i was like you buy this bracelet you join the tribe and i didn't really think people were gonna buy the bracelet to be honest like how many people wear bracelets these days oh, not a lot but I'm more of an i anklet sold guy. <laughs> so many like i was i was so uh drowned in work i was just sitting there every day like stamping these metal plates and putting these bracelets together and sending them all over and all of a sudden i was getting these photos of people and like I just told them, take a photo of your hand out when you're out in nature. So there's people holding their hands out in the Swiss Alps. There's people like holy shit. It was just I was like, wait, what's happening? This thing that I wanted to happen is actually happening. Like, what's the internet? What is this place? Like, I don't know. It's a power. place to see stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and still, I'll get pictures of people like on a hike with my dog, and they they're wearing their bracelet still, and it's like this is what I this is exactly why I'm doing this. Uh, do you still sell these these bracelets, these tribe bracelets? Yeah, they're called the Onyx bracelets, and they're still they're on EarthHabit.com. And it's the tribe. Yeah, so that's so when cool. You... So, do you ever call on them when you need them? <laughs> they be well, summoned if you're in a dark alley. I haven't yet, but I know for a fact that if I needed anybody, they they would come to my side. I mean, it's like we're, it's one, one big family. We accept them. Yeah, like when you open the bracelet, it says like "Welcome to the tribe," and if you plant the paper that it comes around, it grows into really? flowers. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How the fuck? I know. I just found it's called seed impregnated paper, and it's made in oh gosh. I think it's made in uh, Uganda, something like uh, they use this certain type of bark that is cold pressed and they only use the bark, not the whole tree. So it's very self-sustaining and it teaches kids and yeah, youth. Just keep ripping the skin off the tree. Yeah. yeah pretty <laughs> much. Don't kill it. They don't just... kill it, but they torture it. <laughs> they just keep ripping the yeah. skin. <laughs> and then they impregnate it with these like wildflower seeds. So a few people have sent me in some photos of like you plant the paper like an eighth of an inch under soil. And bada bing, bada boom, you have snapdragons and daisies and all sorts of stuff. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. <laughs> That's so Thanks. cool. I didn't even, like, who even thought about that? Like, who? I put a lot of thought into this. Uh, now, are daisies, are daisies, like, is that, like, a global flower? I don't know. I, I know a lot of these plants, like, wouldn't grow all over the world, but you technically can grow them, like, inside in a window seal with the right, like, heat. Go and humidity so that's pretty cool yeah now you gotta get the next thing is you gotta get a your a bracelet has to grow out of this piece of paper so you plant this <laughs> and then your the next bracelet grows right there and you can wear that totally yeah. natural i i've been thinking about you this whole time is my visualization because i saw the very first thing i saw was 
49,000 followers and we were talking about how many people that was and I'm imagining you sitting at a laptop in the middle of like a football stadium and it's just loaded and then you just you type something up or you put in a video and you just hit enter and then just look up and like you get your 50,000 people reaction because now you got this army of people following you around in all these different uh, different web platforms. I love that visualization. That's, that's, that's your like army. Crazy. Isn't that just, a, it is, it's a crazy, you hit send and then at all at once, like, hey, everybody, 50,000 <laughs> phones go, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, it blows <laughs> my mind. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's wild. I, I remember even just five years ago, the internet's a joke. It's a dangerous place. Don't go there, you know, dude. But Live really, there, dog. it's this <laughs> it's this beautiful thing if you use it wisely. That's it's, right. It truly is. But it also, like you said before, it's like you got to use it. Uh, you got to find balance because I've gotten lost in it and forgotten, you know, the more important things in life here and there. So, yeah. And so there's people like you who are those like roadblockers, like you're winding down this dirty, nasty path and you're like, oh, blood and guts. Oh, I've been... I've been uh, looking at cat videos for three days now, and then you see a little, you see a little uh, post, post uh, signpost in the in this dirty, dirty road, and it's like just turn this way, and uh, <laughs> you turn that way, and it's Kayla, and it's just this big open field, and it's like turn your fucking phone off and peep mm-hmm. this field, dog. Yeah. 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 Piece of paper and a kayak rose, and they can jump into the river. <laughs> kayak, and then yeah, and then come to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I lost it, man. I was trying to get on piggyback on Greg's thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I lost. It. That that's such yeah. I think the more it's it's the the internet itself is still growing. Nobody even knows where it's going. Nobody knows where we're going. But it's right. really nice. So long as I think there's balance in everything, and so long as there are uh, as bad as the internet is, it is good. It's just bad stuff gets a more publicity and news so right it's just i realize the internet's not going away so how can i in some way plant a little thorn into people of like hey there's still good left out here Mm -hmm. it's like or just make it relatable in a different way everyone can relate to comedy every can everyone can relate to these viral videos and it's like you know i'm over here in the corner this little artist starving artist saying like you can relate to me too. I have an important message to say, but do it in a way that it's not like shoving down your throats, like a religion, like, Hey, be positive. Hey, do this. It's so subliminal and, um, open-ended, you know, a lot of people will write me and be like, I think that's what this vine means. I'm like, Hey, sure. There you go. If that's what it means to you, I love it. So it's inspir. It's yeah. And that's, that's, um, you're you're like I said, your vines inspire like you know, you look at a vine, like something you're doing, like I think I was just scrolling through your vines a little bit ago and I saw one from um oh, it's some waterfall place. How many waterfalls do you have around you? <laughs> um hundreds. You... Last year I saw seventy two. Are you on kidding my trip. me? No. 72. That's all in just in Oregon, yeah. That's preposterous. Mm-hmm. Damn uh, Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. This podcast is over. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending this. I'm ending this now. That's so. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, man, some you have so many beautiful spots, and like, I think people. I think there's beauty in just about anywhere you can live if you are looking at it from the right angle. Like, there are people that are convinced. Oh, totally. 
wherever they live is just like ugly as shit and they just hate where they live but their next door neighbor's like this fucking place rocks yeah it's all about a higher state of awareness and like removing yourself from the noise because like you could you can walk around the block and see like even stare at your neighbor's garden there's beauty everywhere and it's just about making the best of your situation and or if you fucking hate your situation change it bro change it dog Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like people. Uh, of course, there's always like grass is always greener. So they're like, I live here, but you know, there looks even better. And then they get there, and they're like, This place sucks too. It's like, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. it's you, man. Yep, definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't mean, be. I, I didn't appreciate Oregon like I do now when I was little, and I'm from here. It was just one day I woke up and I was like, Whoa! Like this mm-hmm. has been in front of me this whole time, but I've turned a cheek to it because. I'm focusing too much on like my problems Open up and your on eyes. what I don't have. It's yeah, it's all about perspective. I feel yeah. I lived in the the desert when I was younger, just for like a small section of my life. I lived in New Mexico, and I hated every second of those five years until we left. And now I look back on it, and like <laughs> there was a time in my life where since I've moved, I've like just watched like Western movies and stuff like that, and it's like man. I kind of feel like I could have dug it if I just had some more time, but it was just torturous when I was a kid. I hated yeah, it. Yeah, I lived in high desert too, and it's like I can appreciate its beauty from a distance. I'm not saying it's ugly. I'm just saying we all have our preferences. Like, like in a car going about <laughs> 60. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, I had uh, – oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I know – I'm not. I first of all, I was not gonna let this podcast end without bringing this shit up or asking <laughs> this. All right. Uh, I know you're not in prime territory, but let's talk Bigfoot. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just, I'm down. You like that. Just fucking threw that. Do shit you want on the me table. to go get him? Dude, if you could, I've been looking for him, <laughs> but not really looking. I've been looking. I've been watching other people look for him. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. What is? I mean. Typical. Typical. Hey, <laughs> so <laughs> um, being from that area of the country, I feel like uh, Bigfoot and um, I, with this podcast, there is kind of like how you are, you're talking about with the other stuff. Like I, there's no, this podcast is supposed to go nowhere and it doesn't matter where we go. So I'm interested in that kind of shit. Bigfoots, aliens. I don't care. I want to see them. Right. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I don't care. Owls. owls. I like owls, man. <laughs> Hey, don't get me started. Mis- not just the laughable owls, the mystical owl. Hey, man. Yes. So, uh, when yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not like. I guess Washington State is more of, you know, would you? Is that what it is, or is it just that whole Pacific Northwest? It's the whole Pacific Northwest Cascadia region for sure. Okay, <laughs> and what is what is it, what defines the Cascadia region? Um, Cascadia is a proposal for a new country <laughs> what <laughs> yeah the so this is the northern sorry Idaho sorry talking. kayla not the answer we were looking for yeah so <laughs> it's it would be oregon washington northern idaho and british columbia to what? form what would be cascadia and when was this like a proposed thing you know wikipedia would have the exact answer but it's been oh, yeah, around right. for a while but it's just now being blown up again like it has its own flag and everything but it's basically like all the people in that region, for the most part, have the same mindset and ideals. And it's also like the rainforest of the U.S. and Canada. So it's like it would literally be the most beautiful thing in the world. Damn. Um, I'm all for it. But it's, about it all the time. it's like the more <laughs> official name for the Pacific Northwest. 
Cool. So yeah. yeah, that's okay. All right, I feel you, and you're right. I'm on this Cascadia independ- uh, independence movement. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Okay, so I feel, or I would assume that everyone in that area is pretty like nonchalant about it. Like they don't really care. They're like pretty jaded to the whole Bigfoot thing. <laughs> uh, but any one person either has a family member or a friend or a friend that has a family member that's got the story. My stepdad is so into Bigfoot yeah. investigation. Yes! Jackpot! <laughs> yep. Yeah, and anytime you go into, like, our gift shops here, or, like, if you're a tourist, like, there's always things that are vials full of Bigfoot hair, or Bigfoot this, or Bigfoot that. But it's, like, because I've grown up here, I'm so, like, I don't even notice, you know? But yeah. there are the total believers, and then there's the total non-believers, just like Loch Ness, um... Yeah, kind of so, thing. <laughs> pretty soon, Cascadia is they'll like they'll get they'll turn into Cascadia, and then that will divide into two different sectors, and it'll be Bigfootia and and not <laughs> Bigfootia does Bigfoot doesn't exist yet, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, the do you? I just if you can, because I I love hearing stories, and I love if you have any. Throw him a bone. Throw me a bone. Give me a story. Give me a story about my stepdad doesn't have any stories about seeing any himself. He's just like such a believer. Like he just drools over other people's stories. Right. Well, I'm sure he's given you something, right? No, he hasn't. But my dad, my real dad, he gave me a story once when he was out hunting um, for deer one winter. He like. I don't think he had his binoculars, but he he heard something running in the distance, and it's like snow-covered hills, and he just saw this big mass of fur just running, and he couldn't really tell what it was, so he looked through his scope and, um, like, hid because he thought it was a bear or something, and I guess it turned out to be a wolverine, so it's really anticlimactic, <laughs> but he, he was convinced in that moment that he was going to be eaten alive by some giant beast. And he was like, yeah, Bigfoot definitely crossed my mind. Like, how am I supposed to know? Man, <laughs> what if it was Bigfoot? But I remember Bigfoot. he told me that when I was a little girl. I was like, dad, don't go hunting ever again. Because of the Wolverine. But yeah. what if he was big? What if it really was Bigfoot, but he put like mind uh, magic on him and was like, now nah, Wolverine. Oh, uh-huh. that's totally possible. Anybody? All right. Equally, <laughs> at least equally plausible. It's equally plausible as it just being yeah. Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm open-minded to all of the possibilities. Everybody knows. My, what Bigfoot. if my dad is Bigfoot and no, no, none of us know it? And your little foot? Yeah. <gasps> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, golly, that, yeah, that's that's every every time um, I do a podcast, I try to get try to get a good little bit of info about not just bigfoot but about anything you know <laughs> just trying to just trying to take some notes figure some shit out don't don't mind me yeah, yeah. isaiah's got a fan base that he's got to make sure he touches all the bases on i got to touch all the bases now my bigfoot people you're welcome they're fat and happy now you're so such a worry. base toucher i know that's what they call me definitely that's what they call me in prison base <laughs> toucher cooper that's right because <laughs> he touches all the bases <laughs> what it means it's up to you i learned that from somebody <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, typically around this time um uh gregor uh will i'll message gregor greg will message me and be like hey you got anything else and he'll be like yeah i got some things 
Um, typically, he's got some like wacky list type questions, like rapid fire bullet stuff. It's like his favorite stuff, and I hope I'm blowing up his spot with it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you know, I I felt like this was a little bit more uh, open ended in the spirit of uh, you know her entire the entire persona, and I feel like we've touched the bases. You know, I wanted to know what what she's trying to do with the different mediums, and she's giving us a good idea of. You know where she's coming from and, and what what is coming up for. Her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we touched all the bases. I the one thing I wanted to get into, but I you know I don't know if it's going to change the whole tone of this. I don't know if I want to take it in that direction. But I was kind of curious about how how does this type of stuff get monetized? Like how what what does I mean I, I know well okay I feel you with the direction of the question, but that um, is actually a really common question asked to like everybody Viner like yeah asked to like Viners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So please. Go ahead and ask a question. Yeah, so I mean, well, what's the strategy? Because it's clearly it's not just Vine. You're you're touching right. uh, touching the you know a few different platforms. So what uh, you know, I mean, it feels to me like basically as you get in, you put your foot into any of the next platforms, you bring automatically you know five figures of people over. Yeah. How, like, well, it's there's so many different ways to make money now. The inter- like so many people look to the internet, but I honestly have not made a dime from the internet. And, uh, I've gotten a few offers, but I knew from the beginning that if I made it about money, it would be about something different entirely. Not to say I don't like seriously look up to my friends that are making the big bucks right now by doing ads and stuff like that. And I hope that, you know, there's an ad that appeals to my brand eventually that I can, um, get on board with but for the most part vine like it comes down to ads whether it's an app a clothing line a musician um i mean really like i've seen everything advertised on there and usually they go towards comedians because they have the most engagement um and you're able to make a joke over the product um and like say its name whatever um art viners i haven't seen a whole lot of ads um in them other than like uh like animation and stuff like that, they'll do things for Starbucks. And um, I know they pay very well, and I think that's really exciting. Instagram, there's a lot more things like uh, uh, product placement, um, backpacks, hats, clothing, um, beer, stuff like that. And I've done a couple brand collaborations, but just by trading like, hey, I'll take a photo for you if you share my work kind of thing. Because I'm still, to me, I still feel pretty small. I feel like I'm building my portfolio. And... I feel like if I keep it that way, it keeps it lighthearted for me. Whereas if I start talking money, I think I'm going to like, A, add more pressure onto myself and B, maybe take it way too seriously. So I feel like I'm not ready to take that step yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm learning more and more about it. But then when it comes down to YouTube, like there's a whole different level of monetiz- uh, monetization there of just nice. like purview. <laughs> <laughs> I always stumble over that word. I hate it. But like per views, like if you're big enough, you'll get paid per video, stuff like that. But I did sign with Collab um, a couple months ago, which is a company based out of L.A. And basically they just protect my content. And um, they if someone shares my content on YouTube and starts making money, Collab will open a case and um, get me my money um, from that. So it's nice to know my stuff is protected, but, um, you know, I'm not in any way... uh, able to sustain myself off of my internet um well uh, i definitely i know no i i think that is a very serious uh door to walk through and i get it that why you're you know kind of 
putting a lot of gravity behind the decision because it is going to definitely change the the way that you're relating to your Vine followers. So that I can mm-hmm. see you wouldn't want to put any um, footprint of, of any of that, to any whiff of that on that. But if, if YouTube, it's all about monetization and there's no escaping right. it anyway. Why right. let someone put a free ad under your chin when you could right. get in on that? Totally. I think if I were to do an ad on Vine, it would be, my perfect situation would be a uh, musician mm-hmm. because almost all of my Vines are music. And if there was an on-the-rise musician and I really dug their stuff and they were willing to pay me to use their song, I mean, that would be perfect because it would be subliminal enough to where people aren't like, hey, sell out, I'm unfollowing you. Um, mm. Oh, that's, you know? that's, a, that's, that's smart. Yeah, but I, I've only had two offers and they were both um, underground rappers and uh, I could not <laughs> even, even have a vision to their stuff. And I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to do it. It just didn't feel right to me. You know, I was like, I'm not going to just make a quick buck and make a shitty vine. That's good. And I think the money thing falls in the same vein as the followers thing. Like if you're, Mm -hmm. if that's what you're looking towards, I've told this to so many people like, you know, um, you hear somebody spitballing some kind of business and Mm -hmm. then you hear them go, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to make that money. And I'm like, dude, why are you going to use this? Like, uh proxy to getting money or like making money you hear them like well i'm gonna start selling these uh this this pizza and this pizza is gonna make me money it's like yeah but the pizza is gonna be dog shit you know like if you just Mm -hmm. love making pizza and you're making the pizza eventually people are gonna eat it and they're gonna come back to keep eating it it's gonna be good fucking pizza and you're gonna get some money don't worry about it right Mm -hmm. if you want to make money let's just go fucking make money go on the internet start buying and selling and trading stocks just move numbers around make money that's how they make money Amen. <laughs> just cut out. Totally. Don't make a shitty product just to get money. A silly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah. It's, it falls in the same vein uh, as that whole thing, and that's the best right. way. Just continue with your content, and you're doing. You're the shit. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the, the, the other side, the other side is true too, where people say, "Oh, do what you love, do what you love." No, be careful with that because once you start entwining your money into what you love, you don't love it as much because now it's your money. Mm-hmm. And you got to deal with all the mm-hmm. bullshit that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Keep you know, do something that you like, something that you can tolerate for your money. <laughs> I can tolerate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Keep the shit you like for you, right? Otherwise, it gets it gets screwed. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it sometimes, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to be careful with. And when the opportunity opportunity comes that feels right, I'm I'm definitely going to take it. Um, Hell yeah, it's it's treacherous. All this is treacherous waters. Nobody knows what mm-hmm. they're doing. We're all out here blind as a bat and just mm-hmm. poking around with some sticks, trying to find some dry land. So. Yep. <laughs> hey, that kind of came out. It felt good. It felt all right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think this is usually right about the time mark that we hit. Cool. And this is fucking, yeah, this is this is it. This has been so awesome. And it really has. Like I've had, a, like this is, this is great. This has been an awesome, really fun, very insightful podcast. One of my favorites. This um, has been a fun one. Yeah. So I would love if ever... Um, you wanted to come back or you're always invited back. Totally. Uh, I hope to just continue, like have this big group of people that come on and then like the really cool people, you come back and you hear more from them. Cause it's like, it's such a nice long format, you know, thing. Like you can't be on your phone 24 seven. Maybe right. somebody's driving real far. They're commuting on the train. Hey, listen to some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been so wonderful. Hell yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kayla. And thank you yeah and thanks always to greg he's the man right thank you so much man, Kayla, the man. very fun all right everybody yeah. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>